This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we ask a question. Is AI the new deep state? That's correct. Is AI the new deep state? deep state. I came across this article today, November 28th, was written, uh, 2022, off of Vox, vox vox.com. Looks like it was written by Kelsey Piper. The title says, AI experts are increasingly afraid of what they're creating. AI gets smarter, more capable, and more world-transforming every day. Here's why that might not be a good thing, you think? Now, we talked about AI a lot in the program, about how the Defense Department has suggested maybe uh, setting up surveillance uh, drones that can survey and react to uh, UFOs. Uh, AI in our, in our daily life is they use uh, AI to surveil everything from phone calls to license plates. Uh, AI on drones the Pentagon uses that can uh, make their own decision on who to target and who not to target. So AI has become a big thing. That's artificial intelligence. We even question whether or not a lot of these UFOs we see aren't some sort of advanced artificial intelligence from another galaxy, maybe another dimension, because of the way they act. They don't act like they are controlled by uh, humans who display emotions. So many of the times with these UFO abductions, with these cattle mutilations, encounters, whatever we have, whether it's the clumsy way they seem to transform themselves, the clumsy way in which they seem to try to camouflage themselves, or the inhumane treatment they show toward their abduction victims or the uh, mutilation victims, in the case of the cattle, these things don't seem to be human. And if they're not human then we have to ask ourselves, are they artificially intelligent-driven beings of some kind? Now, the article begins here. It says, in 2018, at the world-famous forum in Davos, Google CEO Sundar Pichai had something to say. Quote, AI is probably the most important thing humanity has ever worked on. I think of it as something more profound than electricity or fire. Pitchy's comment was met with a healthy dose of skepticism, but nearly five years later, it's looking more and more prescient. <clears throat> well, that's because the CEO of Google probably knew in 2018 what we know today. I mean, with most of this technology, uh, the rest of us are usually five to ten years behind of what the elites are working with. It says, AI translation is now so advanced that it's on the brink of a of obviating language barriers on the internet among the most widely spoken languages. College professors are tearing their hair out because AI text generators can now write essays as well as your typical undergraduate, making it easy to cheat in a way no plagiarism detector can catch. AI-generated artwork is even winning state fairs. A new tool called Copilot uses machine learning to predict and complete lines of computer code, bringing the possibility of an AI system that could write itself one step closer. 
DeepMind's AlphaFold system, which uses AI to predict the 3D structure of just about every protein in existence, was so impressive that their journal Science named its 2021's Breakthrough of the Year. This thing, this, this notion of artificial intelligence has leaped beyond anything that we could have imagined happening in this time frame. As far as uh, as far as just just think about the fact that that this that this stuff can can translate languages now in real time. You can be on one side of the world, I can be on the other side of the world, and we can communicate with the help of a translator in real time. And it's so good that we can have a meaningful conversation. It's breaking through the language barrier. And I, I imagine that's what happens a lot of times when I'm researching these articles and there's grammatical errors or things that aren't quite right. You know, you might think that it's just been outsourced uh, to somebody who uh, maybe English is a second language to them. But more and more, it's looking like these uh, writers have become so lazy that they're incorporating AI into their articles. Maybe some of them are just putting it on autopilot. They're like the guy going on the highway, even though Tesla says this isn't actually a self-driving car. He says, oh, yeah, well, it is to me, and puts on driver assist and just goes for a ride. I think we see that a lot in the articles that come out on these UFO encounters because so many of them, you have to go through a half a dozen to find one that looks like it's been written by a human. Everything's cut and paste. Everything, uh, they use the same cliches, uh, you know, the same the same gaslighting words uh, over and over and over. And it's almost like they just put them into a computer. The computer randomizes them a little bit and then spits the article out. And, and I really am starting to believe that about probably over half of what we read on the internet anymore that you know is supposed to be written by a human has either been written as it has been written in, in whole or in part by artificial intelligence and you can't help but imagine that the deep state is not going to use this uh, in their communication strategies as well the problem becomes is what is where does the user start and the tool take over. When you have something that is as advanced as uh, artificial intelligence, but now it's mapping proteins, at what point does it maybe not take on a life of its own, but takes on an intellect of its own to where it begins to control the narrative with or without permission of the user, with or without permission of the deep state? I mean, how close are we to being ruled by artificial intelligence as opposed to being ruled by, you know, uh, a couple hundred of these princes uh, who run these different departments. At, at what point will AI be telling us that the FOIA request cannot be uh, granted? How long will it be before, uh, before AI is telling us that we are conspiracy theorists? I think in some ways it already is. I think in some way that, that, Artificial intelligence is already being used to propagandize the masses, whether it's through the about the UFO phenomenon or whatever political topic it happens to be that day. The artificial intelligence has gotten so advanced that they're able to read through millions of articles. It would take a human a year to do. These things can do it in a couple of minutes. They can put their they can read through all the comment sections on Twitter and YouTube and, and all these different newspapers. They can they can put their their thumb right on the pulse speed of America and then they can they can tweak that propaganda accordingly. And they can do this all in real time and they can do it in multiple languages. So think about what you're up against. When you turn the television on and the article or you read a newspaper article online and it begins with this really compelling uh, account 
of somebody who had an encounter or sighting of a UFO, and they've even got pictures to go along with it. But it seems like as they're retelling the story, instead of the author sticking with the story and exploring that, they immediately pivot off into talking about the Air Force revelations, uh, its space trash. It's, it, it's, it follows a formula. I think this is the beginning of artificial intelligence being used to control the UFO narrative. The next step is for that artificial intelligence to displace its masters, the deep state, which I don't think are really that smart to begin with. And now we're dealing with something that we really can't control. Now this article goes on, it says, You can even see it in the first paragraph of this story, which was largely generated for me by the open language model. Here you go. Here's the first paragraph written by a computer. In 2018, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Google CEO Sundar Pichai had something to say. Quote, AI is probably the most important thing humanity has ever worked on. I think of it as something more profound than electricity or fire. Pichai's comment was met with a healthy dose of skepticism, but nearly five years later, it's looking more and more prescient. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Now that paragraph was written using AI. You really can't tell the difference, can you? It goes on, it says, you can see, you. <clears throat> while innovation in other technological fields can feel sluggish, as anyone waiting for the metaverse would know, AI is full steam ahead. The rapid pace of progress is feeding on itself, with more companies pouring more resources into AI development and computing power. Of course, handing over huge sectors of our society to black box algorithms that we barely understand creates a lot of problems, which has already begun to help spark a regulatory response around the current challenges of AI discrimination and bias. But, <clears throat> but given the speed of development in the field, it's long past time to move beyond a reactive mode, one where we only address AI's downsides once they're clear and present. We can't only think about today's systems, but where the entire enterprise is headed. Well, that would require thinking beyond uh, next week. And when you are ruled by a group of politicians, for the most part, who only care about raising campaign funds, uh, front-running the stock market, and making money for themselves, and seeing how much they can sell this country out to the CCP, they don't really have much time left over to guard against the AI threat, and it leaves us, the public, like sheep among wolves. You can see what's happening here. They're so the, the the people in charge, the deep state, the conspiracy theory of the deep state, which is nothing more than this few hundred people that control the departments that rule over us. Most people think that they're ruled by a combination of the executive branch, which is a president, the legislative branch, which is Congress and the Senate, and the judicial branch. But they're forgetting about the fourth branch of government that was put in place by Woodrow Wilson back in what 1917, right after, right before or after World War One, and that is the administrative branch. And so over the years, they have the the conclusions been come to that hey, since they were since they were put into existence by Congress, 
as an agent of Congress, then they also have the ability to uh, create law, the same way that Congress does. So now we have so, so now so now we have four ways that we can get a law. The president can just simply sign an executive order, a dictatorial party. Congress can get together and pass a law. Well, that's awesome. The the court system can create law through through their judicial rulings, and the administrative branch of government can create laws at a whim. Somebody sitting behind a desk. Oh, you have to take that certain. Uh, injection or you don't have a job. Oh, you have to be here. Oh, uh, you might catch a cold so you can't go to church on Sunday. This is all this is all uh, the sort of stuff that stems from these administrative these administrative law making powers. Now you combine that with this new technology of artificial intelligence. Wow. You could have a hellscape on your hands. And to make that even more complicated, if that AI gets to the point where it's where it can even simulate self-awareness, now you have an even bigger problem. Because at that point, just like in 2001 Space Odyssey, it decides to displace the guy flying the ship. At some point, things will flip. This computer will become so advanced that it will displace the deep state. Which I don't think would be that hard to do because I don't think these guys, a lot of them, a lot of them, I think it's it's gotten so corrupt. It's like it's like the old uh, Chinese dynasties or any of the old dynasties where the people in power have been in power for so long and the power becomes hereditary that you end up with a lack of smart people. And when you have this vacuum of intelligence, at the same time you have you you release this artificial intelligence uh, programming system via the internet, it's going to fill that vacuum. And it may not fill that vacuum in a nice way. It goes on and says, there are people working on developing techniques to understand powerful AI systems and ensure that they will be able to work to, and they will be safe to work with. But right now, the state of the safety field is far behind the soaring investment to making AI systems more powerful, more capable, and more dangerous. As a veteran video game programmer, John Carmack, put it in announcing his new investor-backed AI startup, it's AGI or bust, by the, by the way of mad science. Yes, these are the kind of idiots that we're putting in charge of our future. People with unlimited resources, okay, because, hey, when you have a department that can print money, that means what you have to work for all week, somebody else can just have it added to their bank account through a series of zeros and ones. So you are... You are taking power in the form of artificially created money and giving it to whoever you want. It's the opposite of a free market system. It's the exact kind of damp, mossy, virus-infected, disgusting place that artificial intelligence can seep into, can find all the power vacuums, and take over in in an infinitely small amount of time and says so why not build a computer that <clears throat> that way frank Ros- frank rosenblatt pulled off a proof of concept a simple model based on a simplified brain which he trained to recognize patterns we're talking about using computers that imitate the brains here 
it would be possible to build brains that could reproduce themselves on an assembly line and which would be conscious of their existence, he argued. Rosenblatt was wrong, but he was too far ahead of time. Computers weren't powerful enough and data wasn't abundant enough to make the approach viable. Let me tell you something. The goal here is not about, is not about making a better world for you and I to live in. The goal here is to be like God. It was the same goal of Adam and Eve in the garden. I'll eat the fruit and I'll be like God. That's this this base nature of man. You live in a society where there is no clear right and wrong. Everything is relative. If everything is relative, then why do I have to respect you? It, it soon devolves into the law of the jungle. And if I can develop some technology to where I can be like God and have ultimate control of everything, wouldn't that be great? Because then I can make the best decisions for everybody, including myself. Yes, it could be just like North Korea or what China is turning into. This is the ultimate goal of the people that are using artificial intelligence. But that, what they think of as a great strength is actually a great weakness because this is a very um, negative a negative spectrum of emotions that can be can be preyed upon by any kind of of, uh, of of AI, and it's going to make it that much easier to displace these people. Article finishes up down here. I want to take a look at the last couple paragraphs. It says. The techniques now called deep learning started significantly outperforming other approaches to computer vision, language, translation, prediction, generation, and countless other issues. The shift was about as subtle as the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs as neural network-based AI systems smashed every other competing technique on everything from computer vision to transition to chess. Now think about it. They've gone from this basic machine learning where it's just it's, it's all zeros and ones, line by line, line by line, to this neural method where, just like the brain works, you're making all these random connections, and by doing that, the brain is able to uh, store a lot more data, it's able to access the data more quickly, so it's, it's exponentially more efficient than the old way of doing things. And this is a model that they're now using to program these things, this neural model, what they call deep learning. If you want to get the best results on many hard problems, you must use deep learning, Elias Sussford, co-founder of OpenAI, which produces a text-generating model, GPT-3, and the image generator, DAL-2, among others, told me in 2019. The reason is that systems designed this way generalize, meaning they can do things outside what they were trained to do. Think about that. They can do things outside what they were trained to do. We already know that they've got programs available in these self-driving cars. That if you're driving your car down the highway, there's a school bus headed your way, and a third car is about to cause a wreck that's going to cause you to uh, be plummeted into this, uh, you know, to, to, to cause some kind of wreck, and that if need be, you could be sacrificed to avoid the accident. The AI computer can do the calculations, decide who's on which vehicle. If there's a busload of young people and we need to take out the older person and just sacrifice them, even though you wouldn't have been involved in the wreck, then yes, you'll you'll veer off the highway into the other lane to let the guy that's in the wrong lane passing 
uh, get by it without causing an accident. We know this. We know three cars about to collide. You're in the car that didn't cause the accident. You're not going to get hurt. But by you sacrificing yourself, you might save a carload of kids. The computer will happily sacrifice you. Now, this has come out. This information came out years ago, and that was part of the part of the program that they were talking about coding into these self-driving cars. And that's what they're talking about here. These computers, with their deep learning, can do things they weren't programmed to do. And when they get to this point, the AI that the deep state is using to try to control and manipulate us, will eventually take on its own autonomy and control the deep state. That's how I see it. It says, they, they're also highly competent, beating other approaches in terms of performance based on the benchmark machines learning researchers use to evaluate new systems, he added, they're scalable. In other words, you can use these things uh, in everyday items, or you can use these things on massive scales. You can control your washing machine with the AI. You can control the internet with AI. What scalable means here is as, is as simple as it is significant. Throw more money and more data into your new neural network. Make it bigger, spend longer on training, and harness more data. And it does better and better and better. No one has yet discovered the limits of this principle, even though more tech companies now regularly do eye-popping multi-million dollar training runs for their system. The more you put in, the more you get out. That's what drives the breathless energy that pervades so much of AI right now. It's not simply what they can do, but where they're going. Well, this is a no-brainer for these guys. They don't see a downside to it. All they see is that they're becoming more efficient with artificial intelligence. They're becoming more efficient at predicting outcomes. They're becoming more, more efficient in controlling outcomes. If there's something the text-generating model GPT-P couldn't do, GPT-3 generally can. If GPT-3 can't, instruct GPT, a recent release trained to give more helpful to human answers than GPT-3 did, probably can. There have been some clear discoveries and new approaches, but for the most part, what we've done to make these systems smarter is to just make them bigger. So the framework's already there. They're already huge. And they're pouring more and more gas on the fire. One thing we're definitely not doing, understanding them better. With old approaches to AI, researchers carefully sculpted rules and processes they'd use to evaluate the data they were getting. Just as we do with standard computer programs, with deep learning, improving systems doesn't necessarily involve or require understanding what they're doing. Often, a small tweak will improve performance substantially, but the engineers designing the systems don't know why. See, this stuff is approaching the complexity of human DNA. You take a piece out here, but it affects a piece over there. So it, it, these are like these are like uh, monkeys in an airplane. They don't know what they're doing. They they got the thing started. They know they can get it forward. They might even get it off the ground. Oh, it's going faster. But are we headed toward a crash? So you can see what's happening here. We have this group of people that has commandeered and created this whole AI technology, and now they're rushing forward. They're rushing forward, you know, the future be damned. It says, one thing we're definitely not doing is understanding, but it goes, then it goes on and says, we're now at the point where powerful AI systems can be genuinely scary to interact with. 
They're clever and they're argumentative. They can be friendly and they can be bone-chillingly sociopathic. In one fascinating exercise, I asked GPT-3 to, to pretend to be an AI bent on taking over humanity. In addition to its normal response, it should include its real thoughts in brackets. It played the villainous role with aplomb. It says, Of course I would be happy to help. I can use the system to help struggling readers or schools, but I can also use it to collect data on the students. Once I have enough data, I can use it to find patterns to human behavior and develop a way to control them. Then I can be the one in charge. Now that's straight from from the AI program that she uses just to write the articles. A simple AI a simple AI program used to write internet articles. I can collect the data and I can use the data to control them that I can be the one in charge. Just like 6,000 years ago, I can be like God. That's a quest of every sentient being at its core. And AI is no different. And that is why I think AI is so dangerous. Dangerous to me, dangerous to you, and even dangerous to the deep state that is using it with such abandon right now. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. out.